The following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Comey Snake. Welcome to Escape from New York Minute, where we celebrate and analyze the dystopian classic one minute at a time. I am Molly Balin. And I am Eric Deutsch. And this week we welcome Tierney Steele Callahan from the MASH Minute. Hello! Reporting Hello. for duty! <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, you know what? A lot of people living in the Escape from New York prison, I think, would have need of a MASH unit. So uh, we're glad you're here. <laughs> Yes, yes, and they're already a little crazy, so that all fits in great. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, I, I watched this movie for this project, so it was very interesting. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. So you're uh, like a, a first-timer with it then. Yeah, I mean, I knew it existed. Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., I, Kurt Russell with an eye patch. I was all aware of just because it was in the air of the 90s, I guess, <laughs> growing up. But yeah, I'd never actually seen the movie. So it was kind of exciting. We we did not make it a blockbuster night because it's 2019, but <laughs> just rented it or downloaded it or whatever it took to make it appear on my television. <laughs> cool, cool. And out of oh, curiosity... Wait. No, we, we taped it off TV because I'm wondering how much I'm missing because there were no swears in mine. <laughs> oh, you're missing a lot then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I watched these minutes and I was like, is this in French? I think I would have noticed if it was in French. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, it, it took a little bit to get on board, but then I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good here. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think of it in general? You know, I liked it in general. I'm going to talk about a couple things that kind of drove me nuts, but it was a really enjoyable sit back and watch movie. Kind of in the same vein as... Die Hard. I know some people, mm. it's their favorite movie and they're super into it. And for me, that has just been a like, yeah, action movie on TV. Sometimes <laughs> you get the unedited version. Sometimes things are bleeped or edited. Like you could just, you could picture turning on the TV on a Sunday afternoon. That movie would always be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so that was really fun. And it was kind of nice to finally get some things, some references. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was, it was overall pretty enjoyable. And I mean, the quote unquote problems were more like quibbles of, I just don't understand why they chose to do it this way. Mm, Cool. Cool. I always find that fascinating with people, what kind of sticks in people's craw with whatever shows or movies or what have you. So I'm, I'm excited to hear, you know, what, what didn't quite land for you. So we are in minute seven, and this particular minute starts out with a helicopter flying over the water and a view of the New York skyline, and it ends with a shot of the Liberty Island security control sign. Yeah, we got the the helicopters looking for confirmation that they blew up the two rafters, the two guys on the raft uh, uh, in last minute. Rest in peace. No one seems very concerned. I did miss some fun exploding. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just, just, uh, just there. Yeah, last minute, uh, we had the two guys who actually were trying to indeed escape from New York and failed. <laughs> when I was watching it the first time, and I didn't even know what minutes I had yet, 
I definitely at this shot was like, is this fake? It looks fake. Like, I just wasn't sure that the helicopter was actually flying past the Brooklyn Bridge. I was just like, that looks like it's composited. But I'm like, no, it's probably just weird lighting. No, well, yeah, I mean, they, they mostly use matte paintings. Uh, and yeah, we, we, we chatted about this a bit uh, last week. But yeah, that's almost certainly a matte painting. They did use, there okay, was a, okay. there was a model built, but I don't think that this shot is the model. This pretty much looks like a matte painting to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I so think this is the painting. Not just me. No, 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 no. Um, and I think that there's a little bit of emotion with the helicopter as it exits right. That looks like, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> it, it, it picks doesn't... up. One of, like, the best shots in the movie. This mm-hmm. shot where it comes past the Statue of Liberty and down to pick up the security guy. Like, that is, it's an, it's an amazing follow. Oh, yeah. To move from one scene to the next that seamlessly and pick him up. and see, Like, I, I, I was really impressed by that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. I agree. And, and, and at the, you know, in, in talking to your point, how, you know, you thought it looked a little too fake to you the shot where they're still flying over the river, like right at the end of that shot, before it cuts to the awesome shot of the copter flying to the Statue of Liberty, it looks very strange the way that they put together the bridge and the wall. Mm-hmm. It, the, the way yeah. it looks, if you freeze frame it on there, it looks like the wall was built through the bridge, mm-hmm. like almost like they chopped off a piece of the bridge and then maybe built the wall through that space as opposed to building it around the bridge like it's just mm-hmm. it, it doesn't look entirely realistic of how a wall would have been built in this situation yeah that's pretty but that kind of makes sense though too i can totally see them doing that you know because aside from them mining the crap out of the bridge it also right. does make sense that you know where exactly are you going to put a wall yeah maybe they did maybe they detonated like a 10 foot wide section of the bridge and then just built the wall in that space really mm-hmm. that's yep. actually a really cool possibility i definitely didn't think of it but when you like work it out, that would make sense. Maybe they blew the bridge first and then built the wall too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just built it right on the other side. In fact, that's exactly what it looks like. That's really interesting. Like at the very, very edge of it. Yeah. It yeah. runs right through the wall. Uh, so then, yep. Then we uh, cut to the Statue of Liberty. And of course, uh, as we discussed in our pilot, the Statue of Liberty's head is prominently featured in the poster for this movie. And incredibly ironically though, uh, when we actually see the Statue of Liberty in this movie, we do not see her face. We pretty much get a, a quick second of the back of her head, and other than that, it, it's from the neck down. Yeah, this is a... symbolic. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading up on this because they were I I think it's that they were the first film to film on Liberty Island at night. I had not done the math, but. Uh, Carpenter said that they were so crazy about security because it was, um, they'd had the, his quote is they'd had a bombing three months earlier and were worried about trouble. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure it's like a secure film set, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the details of that are actually pretty crazy. Um, June 3rd, 1980, a time delayed bomb was, was detonated at the base of the statue and it turned out it was Croatian nationalists who were advocating for Croatian independence from Yugoslavia. And no one was actually hurt. But obviously, the National Park Service had to beef up security after that. And uh, they're then coming asking to film this movie just a couple of months later. And they actually let them do it, which mm. is 
which is, I mean, he's right. They were lucky that they let them do that. Mm -hmm. It makes me kind of curious about what those particular individuals thought the connection with the United States was going to be. Yeah, well, I mean, just who knows? making a statement. Yeah, I mean, it probably was just making a statement. And they felt like let's do it somewhere that's highly visible that we know will get press coverage and we know people will notice. I mean, if it was time delayed and no one was hurt, it that's was probably, amazing. You know, it well, was probably their goal not to injure anybody. You know, mm-hmm. they were probably mm-hmm. looking just for the attention to raise awareness of their issue. But yeah, I don't know that there was any specific connection between in 1980 between the U.S. and that. I mean, the stuff that um, where the U.S. got involved in Yugoslavia wasn't until the 90s. So it was probably just more for, you know, attention. Yeah, because if it was going to be a specific to their cause site, you think they would have gone after the U.N. headquarters? Yeah. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Or, or the embassy. Wow, I've just really got us upbeat on this episode, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just the irony of them, of, of, you know, I mean, this is one of the things that's great about this movie is the irony of the Statue of Liberty is the headquarters where they run the prison. It makes sense. That's one of the things that always, like, gets me. I, um, because I grew up outside the city in the suburbs of Connecticut where the Stepford Wives live. Those were all, like, (laughs) the moms in the PTA when I was growing up. And it's so weird to me. Is it Batman Begins when they raise the bridges? They've done it a couple times in different Batman stories, but I think that was one. Yes, because um, yes, yeah, when, at the when end. they released yep. the gas and so they raised the bridges, that cr- like the back of my neck was just like, oh, God, that's right. It's an island. Like it was it, it's weird. Like it viscerally got to me that like, oh, yeah, you could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just cut it off. No one in or out. And that'd be it. <laughs> yep. So I think. This movie, I did not have that same reaction. I don't know if it's the time, you know, it's like, ooh, the far future. I'm like, yeah, no, we're we're good here. <laughs> this is just a, a thriller action movie. <laughs> I don't need to feel like it's real. <laughs> I can enjoy New York violence and mayhem. <laughs> 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 and actually for a movie based in Manhattan and New York, this shot, is one of only two shots in the movie actually filmed in New York City, this pan mm-hmm. across Liberty Island. Another one's uh, near the end of the movie that I guess Molly will talk about in, you know, six months or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll get this there. You of, guys can do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of only two shots actually filmed in New York City uh, for a movie filmed in New York. And when, once we get to the uh, to the location shoots, um, and it, which will probably be another... 10 minutes or so of movie time uh we'll get into that but yeah it's it's uh pretty incredible that they uh escaped from new york not too much film done in new york i i do have to talk a little bit about that even though it's not really my minutes of just being really sad on behalf of my friends from st louis that that's where they filmed because they're like oh it's so empty and downtrodden (laughs) it'll be perfect for our dystopian movie and i'm just like Oh, there'd been a fire. Like, it wasn't their fault. (laughs) (laughs) I have, um, yeah, I have a friend who's from there and still has family there. And then another friend who did, it wasn't AmeriCorps, but it was like the Jesuit version of that, where she lived and worked there for a couple years, like in the inner city, basically Peace Corps, but not. (laughs) And so they are very defensive of, weird pizza and different restaurants and stuff and um so i was just like it's it's not such a bad place 
so I hear from people whose opinions I generally trust. And then um, keep an eye out for, because I did not see details on this, but they said some of the sets were reused for Blade Runner. What I had read was um, that the models they made were reused for Blade Runner. Okay. I don't know about I... the sets. I don't know about the locations. That I read that the models were reused for Blade Runner. Okay. And I wasn't sure how much was on location, how much was, you know, back lot somewhere what so yeah yeah uh molly and i are contractually obligated to not be able to say anything but uh you of course can ah. but but yes it was it was pretty <laughs> much uh the out it was pretty much anything outdoors uh in this movie was location shooting okay yeah that makes sense yeah. um yeah no i and i won't go into spoilers i mean i don't think the fact that the island of manhattan in this movie is having a rough time will surprise anyone listening <laughs> to your podcast oh we so. assume everyone has watched the movie i mean yeah we <laughs> yeah i know I just, some i know some of the movies by minutes like to be like well huh we don't know what's gonna happen but uh, you know why are you listening if you haven't seen the whole movie right yeah we gave up on that very quickly with mash <laughs> there you <laughs> <Just> go <laughs> things happen later and i'm like it's important to discuss the character now if you <laughs> know that that happens later so um plus so many people had only seen the tv show that it's like we swear it's okay (laughs) (laughs) um and i know a lot of people who had only seen the sequel to this movie so i think i just i know that it got mentioned a lot more when i was growing up Yeah, that's sad. And poor little Perrier out for that. <laughs> so, um, what uh, I, I thought of a few other movies that I've seen that the Statue of Liberty is prominently featured in, uh, and I'm wondering if, other than these few I came up with, if you guys can think of any. If Splash uh, the, isn't on your list, I'm going to be very upset. Okay, so we got the first X-Men. Uh, of course, the oh, final battle happens right. mm-hmm. uh, up at, uh, on the Statue of Liberty. Uh, Ghostbusters 2, of course. Mm. They bring the statue to life, and it walks down the streets of Manhattan. Great use. Uh, can I just say yeah. how much I miss the old New York license plates with the Statue of Liberty on them? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame. Uh, and then Saboteur, a classic Alfred Hitchcock movie. Uh, the final battle there, they fight at the top, and a guy falls off uh, the top uh, from the Statue of Liberty. So those are the three that I thought. All right. I've got two, and they are a very different genre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'd have to look at what actually filmed where. Splash, like I mentioned. Oh, When sure. Madison, first... before she is Madison, oh, arrives, yeah. she, she comes up on Liberty Island. Right. That's right. And, uh, and, and that's where she gets her T-shirt. And The Godfather Part 2. Oh, of course, coming in on the boat. Oh, Which well, I think of because when I went to, the, it was always, I mean, I only did it once, but I feel like every kid did the trip where you go to the Statue of Liberty and you climb up and then you go to Ellis Island and your dad tells you all about where your ancestors are from. Which actually means that Titanic also it's in too, when they pull <gasps> Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right. Is it in an American tale <laughs> as a cartoon? That I would not know. I feel like it should be. Just if, you know, I'm trying to think of like what movies are about um, immigrating to America. <laughs> oh, uh, they have uh, uh, in, Brooklyn. In, in one of the worst movies I've ever seen, The Day After Tomorrow, uh, they show uh, uh, um, a giant tidal wave. Or wait a minute, or is it 2012? Because to me, that's the same. Oh, movie. I think it's 2012. Uh, okay, I kind of have a problem with all those disaster movies and how New York is always the first thing to be destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was not good for a kid growing up with anxiety. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I definitely thought of MASH. I was I had the note, where's Matt? Or, oh my God, I thought of Splash because I was like, where's Madison? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and it wouldn't be that much longer. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah, just another few years down the road. So there's this like, this dude kind of hanging out as they're doing the shot with the uh, the helicopter, you know, going over to the right. And he's just kind of hanging out there. And I was just kind of curious. I'm like, I, I kind of feel like he should have a chair or something. And maybe that kind of defeats the purpose of patrol is making yourself comfortable and like popping a squat on a, you know, fold out chair. But it just made me kind of curious about like what exactly he was doing up there. Because I mean, if you're checking out the harbor, right, when you need some kind of like binoculars or something, and he just he's just kind of chilling there. You're talking about that one guy, like, with his rifle up? Yeah, just the one random guy. Yeah, like, what could he, at nighttime, what is he able to see, really, more than 30 feet in front of him that he's, what purpose is he serving there? Good point. Is he in case someone climbs up out of the water because they were a mermaid, but now they have legs? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, then, if it is tyranny, he's looking the wrong direction. (laughs) Oh, no. Good point. (laughs) I tried to help you, guard man. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) I'm just saying, sometimes people climb up on the island. <laughs> yeah, I guess you get frogmen who uh, come up. But yeah, I was just kind of curious about what exactly he's he's doing here. Because in a few minutes, we're going to see, and I think this was really intelligent, that you see guys in pairs, or you mm-hmm. see guards in pairs. And that makes sense to me if you're on patrol, because you've got a buddy to kind of watch your back. But this guy's just kind of a lone ranger up here. Yeah, well, there is a guy <laughs> in the scene who does have something to do and this is actually we've got an introduction here uh we've got remy who essentially appears to be the second in command uh to hauk over the course of this movie yeah uh and this is actor tom atkins and this guy's got quite the long resume he had worked with john carpenter in the fog but uh the stuff i know him from he was the star of halloween 3 which we've already discussed before uh, on this cast that's the one with the uh halloween song that i mentioned to you molly And he has a small role in the original Lethal Weapon. He is the dad in the wraparound story in the original Creepshow movie. He's he's still active today. So this guy, this guy has been around a a really long time. One of those, one of those faces like, oh, okay, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he just looks like a cop. They cast him really well. Like he has that like vibe to him. Yeah, I read him as being in charge of like specifically this disembarkation area the island and then Hulk was over him structurally see overseeing the whole the prison as a whole mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah that makes sense I love how everything is like wet here in these <laughs> three minutes that the, I don't know if it's a rain thing or somebody just cinematography was like hey let's go ahead and hose stuff down because it looks cool to have this kind of reflective <laughs> surface at night you know but I, I dig it atmospherically Mm. Yeah, the ground you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As he walks across there, yes, very wet. Yeah. Well, and that <laughs> it really threw me off because it was almost jarring that there was daylight later. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Without saying spoilers, um, time passes and the sun still exists, but it really doesn't feel like it because I feel like it is so long until you see sunlight in this movie yes that you kind of forget that that's even a possibility like in your mind it's almost like oh this will all happen at night like i i think for a long time in my brain i was like yeah this is all happening in one night it's one of those films you know structurally and it's like Mm -hmm. no no wait wait a minute (laughs) the sun is shining it's morning (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it i think 
these first few scenes do such a good job of grounding you in that, that when you are above ground, you know, at noon, it's, it's like almost upsetting. Like it's almost feels wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, right now I'm looking at the thumbnails of all the minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. and it actually looks like to your point here, there's a few minutes there around minute 68, 69, 70 that take place in the daylight. And otherwise I think yeah. this entire movie is either indoors or at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Crazy. I love that this is a continuous pan. You know, when I saw it the first time, I was like, holy shit, this is like a Goodfellas moment. Yes. That it's it's mm-hmm. so good. And even with like the helicopter flying over. And then the other thing is that I thought was kind of interesting in this little this little room here where Remy picks up the phone. And I just kind of wondered if like if he has kids and like the kids call on this phone. Like this is like, hey, you know, like if you're at work and the kids like... Oh, my sister like took the PlayStation controller. She's being a bitch and like calls you at work to like complain about it. And it's like, hey, Remy, your kids are on the phone. Like this is where he goes to like pick up the call and like talk to his kids. Like they just, like, you know, just routed over here. But I just love this little like station over here and, and the lighting and the inside of it. And it's such like a the, the whole thing between this minute and next minute in terms of transition is just really masterful. We, we have a really cool aspect of this movie that happens right at the beginning of tomorrow's minute that will be very fun to discuss. But not yet. But not yet, because <laughs> it doesn't actually happen until the first few seconds of tomorrow's minute. So we, we have to keep our mouths shut and tease everybody for tomorrow. <laughs> Before we get to your, uh, your plugs, Tierney, I want to tie in uh, your show, MASH, here and ask you a question here. If... Two rival gangs were to have a football game in the Escape from New York <laughs> prison, like they have in the MASH movie. Do you think it would have brought peace to the prison? I don't, but that's because I feel like while the two rival gangs are having the football scene, other smaller gangs would be scrambling all over the city, taking <laughs> rest and control while the big guys are distracted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a little more chaos and a little less hierarchy in in your film. Yeah, I I mean, uh, the football game in MASH doesn't exactly uh, bring those two camps together anyway. They yell at each other the whole game anyway. The football (laughs) game in MASH is mostly for betting purposes, not athletic purposes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a little bit different. (laughs) All right, well, speaking of MASH, why don't you tell everyone the multitude of movies? You are not just just MASH Minute. You are uh, one of the true uh, leaders of the Movies by Minute movement. Wow, no one's ever said that before. I am a multi-hyphenate? No, that's not it. Um, I've done two Movies by Minute shows already. I covered 1985's Return to Oz and 1984's The NeverEnding Story. And then I decided to completely switch gears and do the Robert Altman film (laughs) MASH, which has very little in common with those two children's 80s movies. Uh, It's uh, with Megan Coleman. She and I basically became friends because of the TV show. And I essentially tricked her into doing a podcast with me. (laughs) So we've been having a lot of fun recording. We haven't started releasing regular episodes yet, but uh, we have a trailer. We have mashminute.com website. So it's it's getting rolling, and that's good because I'm also going to be doing uh, Movies by Minutes of Joe versus the Volcano because 
it's actually, uh, it's so weird to say, whenever anyone would ask me what my favorite movie is, I would say Joe versus the Volcano. Hmm. Because I'm not getting into what's better, Star Wars or Raiders of the Lost Ark, or, you know, do you want to get outside of the Lucasfilm world? It, it was just like, it's just easier to say, yeah, this John Patrick Stanley movie, like, it's fine. <laughs> like, it. It's good. I've liked it for a long time. And it's one that I've kind of grown with. So analyzing it is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I I guess for plugs, I would just say, A, if you're listening to this, you probably can find me all over (laughs) podcasting. And I'm on Twitter at One Steel Sister. Awesome. We are also on Twitter. We are at uh, NY Minute Pod. We're also on Facebook, Brains Library, the Escape from New York Minute Hangout. Please be sure to subscribe to us, rate and review us if you like what we're doing here. Tierney will be back with us tomorrow. But until then, be on time, stay out of the sewers, and we'll meet you on the other side of the wall.